What's going on, everybody? This is Young Lou, and you are live on the Product of Grace podcast. Louis Martinez, a.k.a. Resurrect, my boy, my co-host, my right hand, is not here today because he is at home handling his first ministry, which is his family, of course. But um, this is the episode number two, episode number two of the Product of Grace podcast with my brother, Big Rob. You know what I'm What's saying? What's up? Um, uh, a lot of people already know I've been fellowshipping with Big Rob for a little bit over a year now. Um, I've been listening to him since high school, since about like my sophomore year. And um, Big Rob is now a man of God, a Christian, a servant for the kingdom. And, I, and um, a lot of people had the same question I had for like five plus years. Where has Big Rob been? Where is Big Rob? Um, where is his music at? Um, Big Rob was on fire, really, really putting it on putting on for the tone Hint, hint. Putting on for the tone and, this, and, and you know what I'm saying? He was on fire and then it just seemed like in 2013, he kind of just like disappeared. But it was for a good reason. And 2011. Wanna... 11? Oh. At the end of 2011 into, to, into 12. Okay. Um, yep. And I really wanted to just... Uh... So yeah, Big Rob is in the building, everybody. Um, you could clap. <laughs> um. We, I just want to, yeah, get right to it, man. Where has, what, what, what is, before we get into all the old stuff, um, where has Big Rob been? What was the story? Well, uh, 2011 was a, a tough time. Yeah. Uh, my dad got real sick, but I was still doing stupid on the street, you know, mm-hmm. doing music and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, at the end of, uh, uh, 2011, uh, December 15th, my dad passed away. And uh, just God started moving in my life, bro. Yeah. I just, um, man, it was tough. But going into 2012, um, you know, I, I met my, my now pastor because he did my dad's funeral. Well, I never met a man like him. And he just, you know. Did stuff. your dad, your family knew him already? Yeah, yeah, they met him because my brother was going to the church. Right, right. Shout out Chuck. No, no, Celso. Oh. Yeah, Chuck wasn't saved yet, but we that's how we got saved. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, so so this whole 10 years, it's been 10 years I've been walking with the Lord, so now that's all I do, man. Yeah. That's where I've been. That's so, where. right, so, so um, in 2011, you had your... It wasn't your first encounter with the Lord. You just started going to church, right? Like you just, because mm-hmm. we, of course, we've had side conversations over the past year. But your wife brought you to church, right? Uh, yeah, she she did because she got saved. Uh, yeah, I don't remember when, but um, I was going to pick her up at a retreat. Uh, after I came home from a long night of partying, I hadn't slept nothing. Walked into the church house with my my sunglasses on. And everybody just looking at me. I was drunk as ever. Yeah. Wait, at nine in the morning? Eight, nine. I don't remember what time it was. Oh, wow. I hadn't slept. But she was all excited. You know, she you could tell she was, she was, uh, you know, in the spirit. Yeah. And there I am, drunk. Big rub, walking yeah. in the church. Yeah. <laughs> everybody looking at me like, what? Were you wearing an Urban City t-shirt? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Hustle hard or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you see me grinding? Yeah. Shout know. out Juan. But um, yeah, man, and 
She was going to, uh, what's the name of that church over there in your hood, in Brooks? Oh, in City Base? Yeah. You, you know, know what I'm saying? The hardest hood of them all? Yeah. You know, you know Indian Hills. Yeah, already. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it, I forgot what it's called. But anyways, it's a big church. So was it the there. one at the movies? No, it's that one that's right off that corner across from them uh, from them apartments. I forgot what it called. It used, Abundant Life? Abundant oh, okay. Life. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was before. Yeah. Now it's something else. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Jerry Queen, all that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where she was going. And then she backslid. And then 2011, 2012 came around and we got serious. Oh, so she was in church around the time yeah. everything was going on. But she, you know, she 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 didn't have that. It, it wasn't, she wasn't rooted. Yeah. But she had that experience with God. So, it, it, you know, she tasted it. Mm-hmm. But she didn't get serious with it. And I think I had a lot to do with that, too, because... You know, you it, it's hard to serve the Lord when you don't have, when you're you're not yoked up the right yeah. way. So, yeah, she so, backslid. So, um, right. So, she, uh, take it back to the day you walked in the church. Like you walked in, she was coming home from her, from a retreat. Yeah. So, like they bring the way they did it. Like I walk in, they're having a service. Um, you know, people are looking at me with my sunglasses on. And when they come back from the retreat, they, they bring them out a certain way onto the stage and mm-hmm. everybody's like jumping around all excited in the spirit. And I'm just there like looking. <laughs> I'm like, man, what's wrong with these people? Or your thoughts at the time, like I was like, man, what is this? stuff, like yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to go home and go to sleep. Yeah. Cause I I ain't slept all night. Right, hurry up, let's go. I was drunk, but you know, I think that's uh I think the Lord was trying to reach me, you know. But yeah. I, I wasn't in the right mind. So, so you met the you met you met him again. Um, your pastor? Nah, he he wasn't the pastor at church at that church. Oh, this is that abundant uh, the one so before, yeah. When we was in the hospital, the doctor told us that you know that uh, my dad wasn't gonna make it. Mm-hmm. So that's when my pastor came to kind of console us, and uh, I met him, and. Uh, you know, that was a pretty tough time, but I, I had heard a lot about, we, we thought my brother was crazy because he's going Your to Your oldest church. brother. Yeah, Celso. And because, uh, you know, they, they, they were feeding him meat, but to me it sounded crazy. Yeah. But everything was biblical. Chuck and stayed with you in the hospital when you meet him? Everybody's there. Oh, okay. The whole family. Yeah, except for my older brother. He was coming down yeah. from Dallas, but uh, we were all there. And that's the first time I met my pastor. I, you know, I, I, that was the beginning of the first time I ever got to talk to him. And then he did the funeral, and we talked some more. Then we went to the church the first time. Yeah. And, you know, that's how it happened. In 2012, I believe that's when we, 2012, January 15th, I believe. That's mm. when we went to the, we went to church. And we just became members and just been there ever since. So, um... You get you get uh you start going to church and eventually like surrender your life to Christ and which which we'll get into a little bit later on what you've been doing since then. Yeah. But I definitely want to take it all the way back. One for the people who don't know, two for the people who do know, and what well, um I really want to like especially with you and people like Fade and I, I need people to understand how good God is and in order to do that I need to let them know what. Everything that y'all y'all had a 
in the world that y'all accomplished what what most rappers would want to accomplish y'all made it look so easy and i'm telling you that from like from a fan's point like i was the kid who wanted to be a rapper and that was the standard big rob fade dog third degree you know live all all these guys and um so i want to take it back to just let people know like what all you went through yet you still chose god and you and and why some of that stuff just really does not matter at the end of the day yeah and um so just taking it all the way back when did big rob first start rapping <laughs> like what year was that that's funny and i'm about to put your age out there you know what i mean no but, no we ain't gonna talk about none of that that's that's off sub <laughs> that's off uh limits but uh no man i'll tell you what early 90s right when i started rapping i used to clean my mama's house jamming the ugk yeah and i used to uh riding dirty yeah. Or the, the, the right and dirty. That was, no, right and dirty. Well, pocket. Yeah, it was too pocket. hard to swallow. That one, too. But uh, all the, you know, I would be listening while I'm cleaning. And then, uh, you know, the end of the beat just plays. And I'm mm-hmm. just rapping. Like, I'm rapping to people. Oh, the outro. You're just. Yeah, freestyling. I didn't even know it's called freestyling. I'm just there. And this is early 90s? Yeah. I'm going to get it out of you. I'm going to get it. What, probably, it, it, was probably, it was probably late 80s, okay. early 90s. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to jam Ghetto Boys. And NWA, all that? You know? And, yeah, you, just all that old stuff. Yeah. You know, but um, but but that's when when I really found that talent that was, uh, I was listening. I remember vividly it was UGK. And you, it just came natural? You're on beat already? Yeah. Everything? It just it was just a natural thing. I was always interested in music because I always liked to mess with the keyboard and all that other stuff. But uh, the rapping thing, yeah, it just came out. Like, I was probably like, I must have been like twelve years old. Or something. Oh wow! Yeah. So um, so first time in the studio, first time you get some equipment, first song you wrote, like what? How, <laughs> what's the? How, what's you that? really want to hear the story? I'll tell you the story. I mean, we can we can keep we can minimize, it, but I definitely want to let, let me people know. Let me compress it. Let me compress it. Yeah. So I went to school at this place called. Uh, it was a charter school downtown. I don't remember, but I had been talking to some dudes from the south side, mm-hmm. and uh, they had. They had a studio, right? Yeah. But it wasn't like what you think a studio would be. It was a closet? It was a cassette player recording onto another cassette player with a handheld mic. And I was like, you know, I really wasn't interested. Well, anyways, I ended up, I was at school, and I ended up seeing these dudes in the front, parked in the front, chilling, because I think somebody that they knew was going there, and uh, they was like, hey, what's up, Rob? And I was like, man, because I was in a car club with, 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 with them. And uh, by that time, I was just doing my own thing. And uh, they were just sitting there, hey, check it out. Look at what we're doing. He came with a group box. A group box is this little box, and they make beats. He showed me some beats. I was like, wow. I said, you did that on there? They were playing it in the car. Yeah. And I was like, man, it was hard. I mean, it was raw. It sound hard. I don't even know what that is. It was raw. Yeah. Like. Unmixed. Yeah. But, but no, but it was hard. But it sounded hard, yeah. You know, but. I don't know. It was a different style. You know what I mean? This yeah. is when I, this is before the underground committee was created. Yeah. But when I met them, or when I when I seen them again, that's what interested me. So I went to the studio, and then uh, the first song I ever did was underground committee, the prophecy, uh, called Say Town. So those guys were they? Was it Apollo? Apollo, Apollo, Southern. And Comfort. they already had underground committee. No, it was created with all of us. We're the we're the 
I'm one of the original members. Yeah. But Apollo created that. Southern Comfort drops. Um, there was there was a quite a, a, a dude named Swish. There was a lot of us. Yeah. But the, we, you know. So I'm guessing you came to the studio. Apollo's Apollo's doing his thing. You come. They show you what's going on. You go to the studio. Y'all just start working, and y'all eventually formed Underground Committee, right? Right. And yeah, that was that first album, right? The, right. The prophecy. Prophecy. Coming from the South Side, of yeah. San Antonio. That was real profitable. So, uh, my brother Tim, who actually goes here at Message of Grace, he's from the South Side, and um, he lives right there by Mama Margie's under the highway. Yeah. Right? And he says that Apollo and them grew up down the street from there. Yeah, on Ansley Street. Okay. They actually had a song that that uh, I think it was it was uh it was called Ooh La La La. Uh huh. Or something like that. Was and it a Fuji sample or something? No, nah, but I think he grabbed it from there. Yeah. Or something. But anyways. He said the address to the studio. Oh. So they had to cut it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't want nobody coming over there or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of people did. Because see, I always thought Underground Community was Denver Heights, like from the east. Nah. But it, it was, was south, south and east. It was south side. We just all joined together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And there then, was like um, 12 of us. Yeah. But then it fizzled off into, you know, something smaller on the second album. And uh, it was, it's, it, I mean, and y'all was buzzing. Y'all was selling thousands of copies. Man, it was, it was crazy, bro. Cause I, it's I, easier to sell CDs back then. Oh yeah, obviously. not everybody was rapping like nowadays. No, nah, nah, everybody can, yeah, you know, stream whatever. But it was different back then. We didn't have social media. We didn't have right, anything. no MySpace, no nothing. Nothing, nothing. You, you, you had a punch chunk. I remember when I used to go. I, this is this one one story I remember. I went to Sonic parking lot right there on South Cross. South Cross and New Braunfels. McCreely's and I, area. Yeah. yeah. I'm ordering food and uh, I'm selling a, a CD to somebody for 15 bucks plus tax, bro. And they were Yo, buying, Wait. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah. Why, what's the new one, your little 82 cents? Well, that's the way, you know, we were just doing it, bro. <laughs> for real, for It real. was hard in the 90s? Man, it was easy to sell a CD. Yeah. It's different now, you know. But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't too many people that, that had studios. There wasn't too many people that had uh, the ability to do CDs. That was the thing, you know, like, if you had a CD, it's like, wow. You had to know how to rap, somehow find someone with a studio, somehow get it. And I'm sure y'all had y'all shrink wrap, jewel case, everything. Bro, we were sending them off to, like... Cassettes or CDs? We had cassettes at first, too. Yeah. But, you know, CDs came in. Yeah. And, uh... We used to send them off to a place called Disc Makers, mm-hmm. and they were professionally done. They were the real, the real deal. So locally? No, nah, this was Houston out of state. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so wow. So, underground committees buzzing, a whole bunch of people, different artists in the city buzzing. And um, me, personally, when I came, when I found out, like, when I started rapping and really getting, well, not rapping, but when I started, like, figuring out, like, I want to rap and Who's who and where do I come from? Who am I as a city? What is my city? Because I was listening to a, excuse me, I was listening to a lot of like Chameleon and Eminem and Dr. Dre at the time, and I was like, bro, like Houston's popping, Houston or Houston was popping, it was coming down at that time in like '08, and I was like, man, well, who am I? You know, who, who, where do we come from? And I remember looking up and typing in San Antonio rappers on YouTube. YouTube has like had only been out like two three years, and the first thing that pops up was. 2-1-0 Mike Pass and the I put on 2-1-0. That's my first introduction to everything. But up in, that was like what, 08, 09, around uh, that time? I think so. So, but between Underground Committee and that, and but in that gap in between that, I mean, you've done, 
from me knowing knowing you now uh, for a little bit over a year, I mean, you've met Screw, you've met South Park Mexican, you've toured on so and so and so. Like, what what is like between that era? Like, what, what was like the whole? Because you left underground committee, yeah, and it kind of like disband disbanded, yeah. But what was going on during that time? It was about a ten year gap, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to know everything from meeting Screw, South Park, everything. Well, I'll tell you what. Swisher House was popping hard. Early 2003, 2002. Yeah. Okay. I remember meeting Slim Thug in Austin. And the dude was already, like, decked out in, in jewelry and everything. At, like, 17. 18 years old. Yeah. And he was with Michael Watts. And I'll never forget. I mean, dude was, was you know, he was, he was popping, bro. Yeah. You know, because it had all them mixtapes coming out, you know? Yeah. Um, move on from there. Uh, I think around what is it? A little bit before? I don't know. Sometime around there. It was before that. It had to have been ninety nine. You yeah. talking about South Park? No, no, yeah. Well, no, this was before that. It was before Hillwood. Because because I was in the car club, mm-hmm. right? And Apollo was in that car club. Yeah. But it was a whole bunch of us, uh, and uh. I remember SPM coming to our car shows and asking if he could rap, but he wasn't he wasn't popping yet. He was dressed funky. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember him uh uh you know uh pulling up in Eisenhower. Describe the hustle, yes. Dude, like I was working at a beeper store and uh South Park Mexican, which I didn't even know that was his name, uh walking around with a backpack. At Eisenhower Flea Market, yeah, San Antonio the, on the northeast, and it wasn't it wasn't even a popping day like Friday or Saturday yeah. or Sunday, nothing. He was just there, and I remember seeing an old Econo Line van with a with a, one of them old, uh, uh, what do they call the them old mattresses, the, the, the yellow ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> he dude was sleeping in the van and everything, bro, and he just walking around in chanclas and big old high socks, and he's selling his CDs. Fast forward a couple of years later, dude's popping. Everybody in San Antonio was jamming him. Everybody, bro. Yeah. But he was moving around. It was a different, uh, a different time frame. So he was selling the Hillwood. Hillwood had to have been Hillwood, right? Oh yeah. Um, so that's ninety nine. So it's probably he's selling Hillwood ninety eight. I think it must have been ninety seven, ninety eight, bro. Ninety eight had to have been. Okay, it probably got popping in ninety nine, but yeah, he was already selling them. Yeah, because yeah. when the one that really popped off was uh, Hillwood. No, the the Hustle Town, the second Hustle one. Hustle Town, down. Yeah. So, so South Park doing his thing at the time. Y'all are y'all were already kind of doing y'all's thing, and um, y'all went on tour with him or no? Are y'all we or, we, we y'all had shows with him, right? Yeah. Well, he he uh, I think it's when he got his Universal deal with Universal. He was gonna have a uh, um a release party, and we got invited. So we went to the dope house and went to I don't know what club it was. But we went to to the club with him and 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 everybody. I remember Bash uh, uh, riding up in a, on a bike. Yeah. To the dope. Oh wait. Yeah, he was riding a mountain bike. It's crazy, bro. Like this is baby this Bash. Baby Bash. Yeah. On a mountain bike. On a mountain bike, bro. What did Big Rob pull up in? We was in. What were we in? Uh, I want to say it was a town car, or Cadillac, or something. Because we haven't said it. On this episode, yeah, but Rob, I mean, y'all was moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were, yeah, we were in my town car. Rob had that dope money. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the wrong the, the fast life, bro. It ain't working. So you so so with the music, there was also the the street life that you were operating in. Yeah. And, and so so before that that's before we get into it. I mean, but so you're moving, 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 and um, I mean, y'all was I mean, was that that was still underground comedy at that time, right? Yeah, about ninety nine. But it wasn't just San Antonio that like y'all were reaching the Houston, yeah, Austin, Dallas, yeah. which is why y'all were there, right? Okay, and um, was that around the same time that you were at Popeyes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, that that's when we, when we went down there for the SPM thing. We went to go eat at Popeyes when we got into Houston. Yeah, and when we got into Houston, we were sitting there in Popeyes and we were eating, and then uh, we see some. So we didn't see them. I didn't see them pull up, but some dudes walked in. Black dudes walked in, and then and then uh, Apollo goes, "Man, is that screw?" Because he had a big old chain on with a record. Yeah, and it said DJ Screw, and uh, yeah, we met Screw there at Popeyes, and and we gave him a CD. We was already leaving. He was taking off too because he got his food to go. And we just seen her jamming, jamming the CD, and he he like he just looked at us like, "What?" Do you remember what song it was? Yeah, it was the first one on the prophecy, produced by Big Rob. Nah, that was Apollo. But man, I mean, but that was, I was on the CD though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but it was it was cool. You know, uh, being yeah. If you think about it in the in the in the in the it's what every rapper wants sense. to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because nobody cause, who can say that like. It's kind of cool, yeah, know, in a sense. So it is early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. You are you are an artist from San Antonio who's already branching outside of San Antonio. You are making stupid amounts of money. You are at the time South Park Mexican is popping for the Latin hip hop culture, like the biggest thing on the planet. Well, in the southern region, I guess. You go to Houston to South Park Mexicans to the dope house. Baby Bash, Gotti, everybody's there. Y'all are supposed to be there. Y'all didn't just buy a ticket to go. Y'all are supposed to be there. That same week, that same time, you're meet, you meet, you run into DJ Screw. DJ Screw mm-hmm. leaves a Popeye's jamming y'all CD. Bro, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, that's 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 cool. I mean, you know, in the secular sense, it's, it's really cool. I think it's, it's a, uh, it's an, it was a, uh, what do you call it? An opportune thing, you know? You're yeah. Not everybody can say that. And it's crazy because God was still working. Yeah, still God working. showing you, giving you everything. Oh, pretty. I mean, to to to, well, to an artist, well, a young artist, aspiring well, artist. Well, I don't want to credit God to that. But He's I allowing think, you to go through these I, things. Yeah, He's allowing me to see things. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was the enemy, but you know, uh, at that time, I'm. I mean, sin, sin, sin is supposed to be fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. What 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 am I gonna do? You know, I got I got caught up in all the other stuff. So, and I'm gonna bring it back full circle. But so that's going on. You do your thing for a couple of years. You have your run. You eventually go solo. Do the big Rob thing. You dropped um this my life or was it this? No, the first one was just big oh Rob. just big self-titled, Rob self titled yeah. And early 2000s. That was that Sam Goody and all that. It was that everywhere. Was, uh, I think, uh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> you said Sam Goody, bro. What you talking about, FYE or something? That's funny, yeah. I, can I get it at South Park Mall, or do I need to go directly through, I'm through pretty Big Rob? Sure, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you could. I, I just, I don't remember a lot, bro, <laughs> but it's funny, man. Yeah. So so the Big Rob CD comes out. People still love Big Rob because of the Underground Committee days. Um, 
uh, mid two thousands. Texas is on fire. I'm sure oh, by yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you already had relationships with like the Slim Thugs, and you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, of course, the Big Robs solo seeds are selling, selling, selling. Um, um, I'm trying to bring it back to when I first got around that time. But you had already met Fade, right? Early nineties or late nineties. Yeah, maybe? Fade's always been around. Yeah, he was doing his own thing. Yeah, even before I started rapping, he was rapping. Oh wow! So he started before you. Yeah. Yeah, him and uh, a dude named Frank. They had some. They had, I forgot what the name of it was, but that's how I I met Fade. And he was already doing. His, he was in those areas too, in those scenes, right? Because yeah. he was already doing his thing. But it was a little different because they were like on on that hip hop tip. But then the, all the southern stuff started yeah. popping. And, and oh, so up. Fade could he has bars, bars. Yeah, he originally. was. Yeah, they were they were doing hip hop. I'm gonna have to ask him. Hey, spit yeah. me some of that New York stuff. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, man, from from. So the reason I went solo is because I ended up catching a case in 2001. Right. And, uh, man, I was... At the height I, of everything. I was facing about 27 years. And uh, I was like, man... Talk about God. I ain't even, I ain't even, uh, you know, making it like, making money like I want to. So I was like, I'm going to break off. And, uh, you know, God moved. And uh, I got probation. And I just went on my own. Are we so, allowed to say what, what? Nah, I'd rather not. But let's just say it was a dope case. Yeah. But, you know, uh, God had mercy on me, man. Yeah. And I, and I got 10 years. First offense, you know what I mean? But 10 years deferred adjudication. And, man, I was an idiot all the way through, t- through, yeah. through deferred. Did you know it was God, though, at the time? Uh, I knew because... I went to the church house before I, before my court uh, in the morning. Was it a Catholic I, church? Yes. Because <laughs> I didn't know no yeah, better. I didn't know no don't. better. And, uh, you know, I prayed. And I promised God I won't do stupid again. Yeah. I ended up doing stupid again. But his mercy, man, mm-hmm. you know, is a new every day. But, yeah, that's what happened. So um, you do, you're, you're doing your thing for the 10 years, kind of just... Walking the line. Um, when I first got introduced to Big Rob and everybody, the whole roster of San Antonio Pioneers, um, I think the mic pass that came out first. Um, you were all over the radio? Well. You had Spurs remixes and all that? Man, they were, you know, every year the Spurs won, I did a remix. But even before that, though, uh, I don't know if you remember Romeo. Romeo. He was on 98.5. He had this this uh, little show called Texas something, and uh, he played some stuff from my first album. Yeah, yep. And he was playing Fade and Kyle and everybody, right? I don't think he was playing them yet. No, nope. So Rob did it first. Nah, I ain't trying to. <laughs> nah, I ain't trying to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Let me put up. Let me put up. <laughs> I, I try to take credit like that, but I but Romeo did play my stuff. So yeah, so every thirty days you're reporting. Yeah. But you have a lifestyle that most people think is edifying. Oh, Rob has money. Rob drives a car. Rob has, he he's a successful independent rapper. But it wasn't the case, probably, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of my money was dirty money. You know what I mean? I made some money off of, off of, off of music, but. Yeah. Mostly. You know what I mean? So, but, uh. My problem was I got caught up in the party life. I got caught up in the in the after party, you know. Yeah. But uh, which is why you're up at nine o'clock. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so even though you had all the, you know, I mean, I'm talking everything. You go to King Sam and get a pinky ring, like nothing, right? Pretty much. So it's like you have everything most people would, especially aspiring artists, would want. Yeah, you had the street, the street fame, respect in the streets, successful. I mean, but but, I mean, it still didn't fill a void. Nah. Do you have you have you have you asked what that what you were trying like what was were you trying to feel something at that time like were you trying to feel something? Feel no, the but you know, uh, my sister in law, you know, she 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 was probably one of the first ones in our family that got saved, mm-hmm. Chuck's wife, and uh, she used to tell me a lot all the time, like you should be making music for the Lord. Yeah, and I would look at her and I would just be like, huh? Like, yeah, yeah, right. crazy. But now, that doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> but now, when I look back at it, I mean, there was a lot of references, you know what I mean, towards the Lord. Yeah. So I knew, uh, I didn't know God like I know him now. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I but know. you still went and prayed before that court you know, date, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, I did. And a lot of people, I think, they know God. They know who God is. They have the yeah. concept. Yeah. But it's until you walk with God that you really see, you know, the, the, the veil's been lifted, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I first seen you in 08, 09. I put on comes out, it's all over the radio. I actually played it, I think I've told you before. I actually played it at my homecoming at East Central <laughs> at the football game. The football players were coming out, and they said, just put on a song. Yeah. I'm like, any song? I'm like, yeah, put on a song. I put on <laughs> <laughs> Um and it was the the San Antonio version. Because yeah. I, I know because Ham came on the intro. Yeah. Number one stage of hip hop and R and B. But uh shout out hamburger. But um, so uh which leads, you know, you're still doing that, but you had already kind of like settled down, right? Around that time, like yeah, I mean, two or three years before you started going to church. As far as what settled down, like you weren't really out in the club as much as you were, right? You weren't really like man. You I, were kind of chilling. You were kind of coasting at that point. Nah, we were still Yo? we were still being stupid, you know. Okay. All the way up until, like I said, about 2011. Where were you at Empire? Man, we was everywhere, bro. <laughs> we was everywhere. I mean, you know, Joe's volcano everywhere. Everywhere. No, everywhere. Everywhere. Um, so you get saved. I mean, like you said, your your, your father rest in my condolences too. I don't know if I've ever said that even on our off time, but um, he passes. He passes, and he goes to be with the Lord. You finally have that reality check. So did we speak on that? You had it. No. You were like, well, when I was in the. Uh, we were all in the room when we were there, uh, you know, because my mom said we're gonna take him off life support, and because uh, she she's like he's suffering, he he was he was real sick, and uh, my brother was coming from Dallas. We were waiting for him before that happened, and then we all went in the room, and as I was holding his hand, I just remember his you know his uh, his body going from warm to cold. Yeah. And then I look out the window, and I remember, you know, I know it was God, bro. And he said, no matter what the doctors do, I'm the one in control of your life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I ain't trying to play no more. You know what I mean? Because, you know, my lifestyle wasn't like, it, it, it's, it just wasn't good. It's glamorous on the outside, yeah, but inside, yeah. yeah. But see, I was living double life because 
you know, I'll go do the shows and I'll go do all this and that, but I'm still running the streets and doing all this stupid stuff. Uh, Did you have to? Like, y'all are moving units. Yeah, but it don't pay like everybody thinks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Underground rapper, I mean. Yeah. And then at the same time, I think now is different because you got all these avenues streaming. Uh, you got you got outlets. You get tired of standing around saying, yeah, okay. It's different. So it, it's, it's uh, I had a drive and a passion for it. Oh, yeah. And it is, as a matter of fact, when I went solo, I knew Chingo Bling. Yeah. Right? I don't even know if I should say that because that don't even sound good. We're just, <laughs> we're just <laughs> Chingo Bling has a Netflix special. I think it's pretty cool to have known Chingo. But, but he was the DJ back then. Right. He was a DJ at Trinity University. Yeah. And I remember one day he, he called me and he came to my house. He had this little short dude with him. We were supposed to do a track. But I had. Oh, man. Hold up. I think I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I had bronchitis. <laughs> or I was getting over bronchitis. Yeah. I don't remember. I know I was. I, I, my voice was jacked up. And it turns out this dude was Lucky Luciano. Yeah. Before he blew up, before everything. Was when, he dope house yet? I don't even know. But I don't think so. Yeah. But, but uh, eventually down Carlos the line. was still out at that time, right? I believe he was. Yeah. But uh, eventually he became Dope House and started doing his thing. So Fade, Fade's first album, Fade Em All, uh-huh. with the pen and pixel looking cover. Yeah. She, that, that was Chingo's <laughs> first skit ever recorded. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so around that time, like Fade and all y'all were in the mix. Yeah. That's funny. Um, But and he actually, wasn't doing the, the Chingo character, right? He wasn't, or was he? No, nah, not when I met him. But uh, he was a DJ. Him and yeah. Donnie, a dude named Donnie Love, they, uh, I heard them when I was locked up. Yeah. And then when we came out, we started messing with them, and they, they started playing our stuff. Yeah. And we're like, man, that's cool. And then uh, DJ Biz was, was yeah, was, uh, I don't even want to say that name. <laughs> Anyways, uh, DJ Biz was his name before. He met some 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 of my friends that, that that were from the east side. Yeah, and they gave him that name, and he ran with it. Um. So um, man, that's crazy. So uh, shout out Lucky man, he came a long way. He's doing gospel. And he saved too. And, yeah, and and I'm sure that they've. I mean, I don't know if I should wait for the episode, but Fade Dog recently he just just Easter Sunday got baptized. Yeah, I saw that. And I know Amen. that party lifted. I saw your brother commented on my post. Yeah. So it's it's just man, bro. The Lord is moving, which is why we're doing this podcast, man. We gotta bring the bring the good news, to people. Yeah. And um, so let's take it back, back to okay, Rob, Big Rob, surrendered to the Lord, gave his life to Christ. He's been in church now. It's been, I mean, since then, it's been almost a decade later. Since then, you've been in church now for almost a decade. Yeah. Or a de- let's say a decade. And um, you put the music down. You were like genuinely just done with it. You put it down for well. You were still making music, well, but at, you weren't active, right? So at first, uh, I was going to dive into it, and you know, I was going to make music for the Lord, and then, uh, you know, you, you go into it with the idea that everything's going to be different and whatever. Uh, I saw things. I saw things that, uh, you know, that happened in the secular world and. And 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 they're too similar, you know. Yeah. And the Lord was, the Lord was guiding me, and it was like, you know, 
I'm trying to get away from pride. I'm trying to get away from selfishness. I'm I'm trying to get away from all this. So, you know, and then I I learned that, you know, some people really ain't saved. They say they're saved, but they really ain't saved. And it's hard to be saved when people are acting like they're not saved. Yeah. And and, like and, and I was accused for stealing something from somebody that I created. But I'm not gonna say no names. Yeah. But um, you know, that was ugly. So all I did, I pulled back. And I said, I ain't doing this. Because you my... genuinely wanted to grow. Yeah, I wanted to grow. You I weren't you, you weren't using Christian hip hop to elevate yourself. No, nah, no. Nah, I, I, you know, I knew that I had to learn. I had to grow, and I'm glad I did because well, I'm glad the Lord led me that way because early on in in my walk, man, I got you got people that know how to manipulate this word. And I'm I'm just glad that I was in a place where they were teaching us the real, the real biblical stuff. Yeah. And when people would try to tell me stuff like, you know, at first I really didn't know, but then after a couple of years, three four years, I started. Oh, okay. You know, wait a minute. That's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now, now I started learning how to swing the sword a little bit. Yeah. And and you just couldn't come come to me with anything, you know. Yeah. So it's just a learning process, learning curve. And and it takes time. It takes time. You're not going to learn everything overnight. No. Nah. So yeah. you put the music down and you were, yeah. you, know, you saw a lot of the stuff in the secular world, same in the Christian. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. So, you know, I said, you know what? I need to learn. I need to get rooted first. So I stepped back. I was still doing music to a certain extent, but it was just really just for myself, between me and the Lord. And, uh. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't step out until man, just probably recently. When around the time we met, right? Like yeah, well, I met Chris B, my boy. Yeah, Miss Chris, I met Chris B, and I had met him. Uh, he had came to do a thermostat in, in my car lot. Uh, was that random? That was random. That was God. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then down the line we uh. We met at... But did you know who Chris was? or did Chris, I didn't know nothing about him. Because Chris knew who... I mean, obviously, everyone knew who you were. I didn't, I didn't know who he was. So Chris, I didn't even know he was a rapper or anything. Well, I just knew... I did know. No, I did sort of know. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't think... I think I knew him more as a, a Christian artist, maybe, I think. Oh, oh cause, so you knew him because of the Christian stuff. Right. Uh, and it wasn't like... I just knew him because... Uh, a friend of mine that went to my church yeah uh, knew him chosen so who now passed away rest in peace yeah but, um, rest in peace, mr chosen he uh he uh you know they would hang out and i was real closed off bro I, yeah you I hang around with nobody bro like i mean just my brothers like yeah. the church and stuff like that but for some reason we had this uh little memorial thing for chosen and chris was there and man, I'm I'm telling you, bro, the Lord, it was the Lord. Yeah. He gave me a, a real soft heart for him. Because the Lord showed me that he want he had something for him that he wanted to grow him. So yeah. So that's we keep so, it strong now. Just to be clear though, Chris wasn't that big for you to have heard of him, right? 
Man, I ain't hold up. Man, hold up. See, I try to tell Chris, I'm like, Chris, we had to do, when I was around, because, you know, I was Chris's marketing, social media guy. I was only 19 in the club, thugging with Chris. Well, he was thugging, I was just chilling. But, like, I'm like, Chris, we got to do more. Chris, we, we got to do more. Yeah. And, and I'm Chris B. I'm RB Thug. <laughs> I'm RB Thug, Chris B. Everybody know. But you didn't know who Chris B was, did you? I don't know. Man, we had some work to do. But no, all jokes aside, when around that time, that Chris started kind of popping the club scene in the city, you were already getting saved. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. From what I understand, he was, uh, what, later on? Yeah. He's from Abilene. He came down here. I don't know what yeah. year, but it was. About 2009, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so already, I was already like. Slowing. Chilling. Yeah, yeah. More or less, you know. So, so you met Chris B. You're, you're already, you're, you're rooted and booted. Is that, is, that a, is that a thing, rooted and booted? Rooted, uh, rooted and booted. You know, I, I, I'm rooted, but, I, you know, I mean, ever learning. But yeah. Yeah. What's going on now? Because this, this is where you're at now. Now, you know, you've been in fellowship with Chris over the past year. Y'all, y'all, y'all been working on this Chris B album. But I know you have a, I, I mean, I already know. But for the people who don't know, y'all have a lot of stuff and plans, at least, that y'all yeah. want to do. What's next for Big Rob? And I mean, let's shout it out. I don't even think we shout it out. Christ Life. Can you show the yeah. show real quick to the yeah, camera? Yeah, Christ Life. Yeah, let's talk about it. What's what, what's it, next it, for the? It, it hasn't been launched yet. This is a a, a brand that uh, that I created that the Lord gave me, and uh, you know we want to promote godly principles. Yeah, everybody promote their garbage. We we ought to promote our godly principles. So that's what it is. And uh and I wasn't gonna do it, but because Chris, you know, put in my ear, I did consider it. <laughs> I did consider it. He he, we we're we're probably gonna do Christ Life music. So, oh hold up, you know what I'm talking about? Oh wait, wait, wrong one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so is this a special announcement right here? This, yeah. Is this the announcement? I don't even yeah, know, I know it, this. We'll, we'll do it right here. We'll do it yeah, right here. we'll do it right here. Yeah, we're gonna do Christ Life music. A That's label a, or a label music label. So this is the official announcement right here. Yeah, because I ride with Chris with, with Chris uh, on his ministry thing. Out of the wall. I'm kind of mad, y'all. I didn't even. Uh, why am I hearing this right here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay. I'm not even. You, I, I'll let you do it. So, Christ Life. What's going on? Yeah, Christ Life music. So it's just it, you know, uh, we we. This just came up, bro. So it's not like it so, was thought of or whatever, you know. Because I really wasn't gonna create. This was a uh, shirt line, like more like on a clothing line, line yeah. clothing line. But you know, I think. Uh, it evolved into something right. Bigger. We just want to follow, you know. I want to. I want to follow the Holy Spirit. So I, I gotta ask because people are gonna ask, y'all, y'all, y'all. Is like, are you gonna be an artist on it? Is it just Chris? Are y'all looking? Or is nah, it... I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm an artist on it, of course. Uh, Chris, I can't speak for him, so you're gonna have to ask him. He's coming next week. Yeah, so yeah. you're gonna have to ask him. Um, but you know, we we mind the same thing. Yeah. So uh let's see what God God you know, he's do God's doing the work, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I was working on my album. I got a whole bunch of songs that nobody really heard. So the big Rob album is coming. Yeah, it's coming. But I put myself on a back burner because The Lord told you. The Lord gave me a heart for this brother. Yeah. And we got Chris's album coming out pretty soon, so I'm almost done with that. And I'm excited for what what's do, going on. Do we got a name for it? It's called New Seasons. 
I feel Chris like B. I feel like we I should have might have had Chris up here first. Yeah. But, so new season, the new Chris B album. But and this is a question I, I already know the people want to know. What about what where is the Big Rob catalog? And I'm I'm doing this on purpose. Where is the Big Rob catalog? What's going what, what you know, what do you mean? The old stuff? Like 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 where like because it was missing for a while, but but when's when's it gonna come out? And and of course, when is the new stuff gonna come out? The old stuff, I don't like promoting it. Right. Because I put junk out there. Right. But it is on it is a lot of it is on YouTube if you look. Yeah. Uh Okay, when is the new album coming out? The new album, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm look. I'm You're a, supposed to say after Chris's album. Yeah, I could say that, but you know, that it's, it's the Lord. If it's the Lord's will, it will. But uh, I'm a servant first, and right now my focus is on on Amen. Chris. Yeah, and really, I ain't worried about. I'm not worried about you know trying to have a album and doing all this and that my whole mission is to reach the souls that are out there because there's a lot of people lost that's yeah. what it comes down to and you know uh, that's why i have a you know a, a real close relationship with chris because i believe that's his intention too yeah but um and that's why y'all pushing Christ's life to spread awareness of this right good news and of the principles the godly principles yeah. that a lot of people aren't doing it. Right. Because, uh, you know, I mean, you know, people talk bad about marriage. That's a God thing. That was yeah. created by man. Uh, you know, uh, just... Celibacy? They talk yeah. bad about waiting? That. They, they, you know, they, they, it's not cool for a young a young person to, to be a, a Christian. It's hard. It's hard yeah. for them. And, uh, it's know, probably harder to walk with the Lord than it is to walk in the streets. Oh, bro. Yeah. I guarantee you it is. But, you know, a lot of people don't, they don't see that. They don't realize that. Trying to do right is hard. You know what I'm saying? Because sin, sin is fun. It's not, sin ain't going to be hard. Sin's easy. But walking with the Lord, trying to do right, that's yeah. hard. That's hard. But it's a, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing if you really strive to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get real peace. You get real, uh, it's just real peaceful. And that's what we want our people that are still out there to understand. Like, there's a peace waiting for you. Yeah, there's a peace waiting for you. All you gotta do is, with your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is, is is step into it. And, and, and it's crazy, man, because my mindset was messed up, bro. Yeah. I think back of how, how I, uh, when I got saved, man, my pastor was preaching hard. He offended you at first. Yeah, cause I yeah. I was like, this is this is how the Holy Spirit operates. The Bible says that, you know, the word, uh, 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 it's like a double-edged sword, it cuts deep. Yeah, which is true. And I thought my wife was telling him stuff, but the Holy Spirit was telling him leaving. your business, Big Rob. Yeah, yeah. Don't nobody do that, Big Rob. No, nah. <laughs> no, saying. But I never met a man like him because he was telling the truth. Did you take off your shades when you walked in? Yeah, it was, it was required. It's, see, nowadays... Were your eyes red? Nah. nah. I wasn't doing none of that. Oh. I wasn't doing none of that. But, you know, it's a, it's a standard. When you, when, you, when you walk with the Lord, there's a standard to everything. And, uh, yeah, I thought my wife, my girl at the time, right. was talking to him and telling him all my business. 
but it was just the Holy Spirit. But, and can we say what he told you? Yeah. I'm doing that one for him. Yeah, he he yeah, gonna like yeah. this part. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but he was preaching so hard and some people might not agree with it, but I really don't care because I know it was the Holy Spirit. And if you don't agree with the Holy Spirit, something's wrong with you. But he was talking about, you no good jelly back can't even hold a job if they tape it to you. <laughs> you sorry, man. You can't even take care of, yeah. you know, your kids. And I was like, man, that's tough. But real recognize real. Yeah, well. So you respected it. Well, I, you know, I had a really, it made me examine myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I don't want to be this guy no more. I'm not that guy. Because I think over the lifetime, like us growing up, you know, we have these uh, dreams and these things we want to achieve and stuff like that. And, you know, I think we get lost in, 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 in all the, in all the propaganda. I guess, or, you know, the the flesh wants to do things that make you feel good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because so, I, I knew I when I was determined to be a rich rapper, I'm going to take care of my mama and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I got something else. And I don't think you understand. I don't think anybody understands who they really are until they get have an encounter with God. And they live it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my whole life evolves around the, it revolves around the gospel. Yeah. It's just the gospel. Biblical. Bible. That's it. Bible. You know what I mean? Um, so, so to bring it full circle, Big Rob, testimony, 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 gets saved. Working on his stuff, but putting someone else's first because of the, he's being obedient to the, the, the word God gave him. And um, new new label, new movement that stands for what it stands for. Um, I mean, y'all do outreach. Y'all do, y'all do. Um, yeah, uh, we do. What else yeah. y'all want to do? What, what, what's, what's the vision looking like? Honestly, man. Just walking by faith kind of thing? It's, 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 that's all it is. Yeah. And, and, and whatever comes with it. It, it, whatever whatever God wants for us. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to speak for Chris. Yeah. But whatever comes with it, all I want to do. You ever had one of them opportunities where, like, man, I could have do, I could have did this, but I didn't. At that point in time, I try to not have them, but yeah. But you could, you know, I'm just saying, like in general, you could have did this, but you didn't take advantage of that situation. Oh yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I am with the gospel. Like, I, I want to make every, like, I want to take advantage of every opportunity I get to share the gospel with somebody. Because, man, we live in a dying world. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, 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 it's falling away backwards. Yeah. It's, it's not going to get better. It's getting worse. But, but, we can, uh, but we can spread that hope and tell somebody that, hey, you ain't got to live like that. Yeah. You can get some real peace. You know what I mean? So... That's what that's that's ultimately my mission. But whatever comes with the territory, if God wants to bless, whatever, yeah. I'm all right with that. So you kind of just to wrap wrap it up here. You 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 pretty much kind of just just answered it right now. But I'm asked the question anyway because maybe you have a there's something you want to add or or. There's a lot of people, and, and we both know this. And I know uh, when I talk to people of quote unquote status, right? They um. It always sounds weird. They don't want to hear it, but there's a lot of people that look up to you. 
whether whether you know them or not, they're probably early thirties right now, and they they're like, man, I listen to Big Rob. I mean, you brother prolific, right? He he said, you know, even me, like a lot of people, we grew up listening to you. They're listening right now. What are you gonna tell? What what is the last? If you could leave them with one thing, just obviously the gospel, but like, what what can you tell them? Because they're probably not saved. They're probably yeah. What 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 do we tell them? I think this is the the moment to kind of like. Man, that's a that's a really good question. I mean, of course, Jesus saves the God. I mean, God, come to church, you know what I mean? But like, just like one on one, like, what do we tell them? <laughs> okay, let me let me let me put it like this. They're still in the they're still in the game. They're still doing. It. They're trying to be a rapper. They're right. probably slanging a little bit. Hey, Big Rob, I grew up listening to you. You've been there, done that. What, what do we tell them? Man, I <laughs> I tell them uh, I tell them, man. Everything that I said back then, <laughs> I can't take it back. If <laughs> if you heard it, if you heard it from my mouth, you know what. Don't don't listen to that. But if you hear if you hear something new, you know, hold on to the gospel. If you look, if you if you ain't got no hope, there's hope in the gospel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They're, they were they were living according to the book of Rob. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that man, that book, that book's no good, bro. <laughs> hey, well, uh, Lucky says it like this. He says they asked him the same question. Uh, Pastor Juan from Get Rap. We all went to Get Rap, right? You were yep. with us? Yeah, yep. uh, Pastor Juan, man, Pastor Juan's so cool. Shout out Pastor Juan. But he asked Lucky on his podcast, and Lucky said this. He goes, hey, man, y'all used to follow me back then? Keep following me. Let's see it. Follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. yeah. And, and listen to the new Rob album Yeah, when it comes out. When it comes out. If it comes out. <laughs> if it comes out. Are you going to call it Detox? Nah. Ain't no Dre, man. <laughs> Yo, everybody, this has been Product of Grace Podcast with the one and only... San Antonio pioneer, Big Rob. Make sure you stay updated. His social media links will be all in the description to keep um, updated with the Christ Life movement. Um, Rob, I love you, bro. Thank you for ministering to me all the time. Can I get some on camera? Oh, yeah. Thank you for ministering me all to. Thank you for ministering to me all the time. Thank you for being hard on me. Thank you for, for just being my brother, bro. And um, I'm glad that you were on the podcast, man. I, made, I had to make sure. Rob was like the second episode, bro. We got to get it because people need to know about this good news, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, man, my name's Young Lou. We love y'all, and we're out.